Hello, I'm Martin. And I'm Angelina. And this is the CX Cast. Welcome back to the CX Cast. I am here as ever with my co host, Angelina. Hello, Angelina. Hello. Hello, hello. And we're also here with friend of the show, Michelle Beeson, analyst out of London. Hello. So, Michelle, you recently put out a report around key trends in journey mapping platforms and looking at kind of what's going on in this space, the trends from the, the vendors, the trends from what people want from it. And you describe the landscape as eclectic, which I loved as a word. I mean, obviously, I know what the word means, but when you apply it into this landscape, what, do you, what are you seeing? What did, what did you get? Yeah, exactly. So when we think about journey mapping platforms, it also relates to what different customer experience professionals are trying to get out of those platforms. What is their objective? That also relates to what level they're at in terms of journey mapping capabilities. So some are in the stage of they want to create the journey maps. There's a lot of exploration, ideation. Some have a lot of journey maps that they're adding to, but it's more around managing scale and doing data analysis, performance evaluations. And then that next level of having done all that, actually then executing the improvements and optimizations, which require a lot of coordination and connection to different management tools and different teams. So that translates in terms of the platform landscape into a wide range of different types of tools. They almost fall into two camps or or spread across two poles. (laughs) One, which is more collaboration, infinite whiteboards, you know, tools that are really focused on, yes, they create journey maps, but it also is around the ideation and collaboration aspect of it, all the way through to platforms that are much more robust and standardized and templated in terms of how journey maps are created. The data analysis capabilities are are more sophisticated and their ability to connect to agile management systems, those systems that need to be connected to to coordinate actual changes to journey experiences are, are there. Hence why the landscape is quite eclectic in terms of where the the strengths lie across different types of platforms. So it's eclectic user need and eclectic bunch of software platforms satisfying those needs in different ways. That is a much more succinct way of putting it, yes. (laughs) Well, and it sounds like it's as much about starting to visualize the journey as it is figuring out how the work gets done to deliver the journey or the touch points at least because you mentioned agile i think in the report you also talk about hybrid workforces and how that plays a role in this yeah no exactly so these platforms are are digital you know for for one so it's creating digital versions of journey maps that can be living breathing documents that are used and and actioned you know putting data against it they become a dashboard You can evaluate the performance, track trends, identify pain points and optimizations that are needed, and then for certain systems, connect and have links to agile management platforms. So a task to update a particular system that's required to improve a point within the journey can be done within that platform. But at the very basis, this is also the difference between journey maps being used in a project context, often, you know, with a consulting company or an agency with a particular objective in the purview of that project, creating a journey map, it's used in the project, and then it's done. It sits in a PowerPoint. 
So these kind of journey mapping platforms and tools are a way to take those journey maps and actually make them useful tools ongoing for different operational activities within your organization rather than just a project-specific map that gets tucked in a drawer or forgotten about in a PowerPoint presentation a year later. So what, are, what do you think the users are demanding that the platforms can't necessarily do at this stage? Whenever we're doing these evaluations, we also ask for customer references and do surveys with those customers to ask their different satisfaction levels, how are they using platforms. And from that, we can see that it changes, again, depending on what the specific objectives are for the different clients and what level they're at in their maturity. But most are really interested in data integration. So being able to feed the performance metrics, MPS, survey results, you know, even uh, business analytics or operational data into the data maps, not just to have potentially a dashboard that can be used to report to you know, executive stakeholders, but to track performance, identify pain points and improvements. That ability to feed data into the journey maps is also related to the analysis that they can conduct. A lot of customer experience professionals are feeling more and more pressure to prove the ROI of customer experience and customer experience projects. And so by being able to feed the data into these journey mapping platforms and have some data analytics capabilities, some of which also have ROI analytics capabilities to help these customer experience pros prove ROI, show the business impact of their customer experience initiative, which is really making a difference. That is what will be make or break for a lot of different teams, especially as budgets are being stretched, there's a lot more pressure to prove value across the organization, customer experience needs to be able to prove its business impact. Do you see results with these platforms in terms of fueling collaboration or enabling collaboration, making the CX team more visible? Any notable outcomes that these platforms are actually driving? Yeah, absolutely. So the aspect of being able to support collaboration is is key. As I said, for that group of platforms that really that is their, their strength, it is what they're supporting in terms of brainstorming, supporting workshopping, you know, those connection elements. But all of these platforms are able to support access across teams. So it's not just the customer experience team. Those users might be doing more of the activity of creating maps and, you know, managing and doing analytics. But there's also access that can be given across the organization for views so that other teams, other collaborators can come in and either be exposed to customer journey mapping, understand customer insights, customer needs, but also feed into journey mapping, analytics, creation, and ongoing performance evaluations. I think one of the gaps or one of the challenges we often see CX teams face, I mean, they tell us they face this, is, okay, we've done the journey mapping, we've identified pain points, no one cares. We can't get anything done. No one will make any changes. So one of the things I found really interesting is you're picking up on this idea of kind of bi-directional links into platforms like Jira. So you can literally feed the development backlog with here are the problems in the journey map and get stuff done and show that you've done it. So what, what are you finding in that space? What's state of the art? Exactly. It's a wide range. Um, a lot have this on their roadmaps. So almost all of the platforms have integration of some form, whether it's date integration with data in those systems and integration with agile management platforms like Jira. 
There are a few that make those connections, but it's not bi-directional. So effectively, they make one or the other system the dominant system. So that's where the changes need to be made and the information is just fed to the other system. So it can be viewed, but it's not necessarily that a change made in either system will show up in the other respective system. Whereas the bi-directional links mean that if you've prioritized different initiatives that need to be done to improve you know, customer journey, you can then, because there's a bi-directional link with a system like JIRA, you can add a task to that. And that task shows up as a record within JIRA. Any updates that are made to that status changes will show up in both systems. So the notifications happen both sides. So effectively, you're not having to switch views across different systems to see and coordinate and make sure things are aligned. Aligned. Everything that is changed on one side is showing up in the other with the respective notification. So it really means that you are synced up with your developer colleagues to actually follow through and see, is that change being made? What is the status? Is there a need? Is there a comment back to me in CX that I need to address? I don't have to go into JIRA to do that. I can see that through my customer journey mapping platform. You've mentioned a limitation there where it still is, correct me if I'm wrong, but it still is CX team would be kind of pushing out these requests for CX improvements versus building a robust two-way street. Am I describing that correctly? Yeah, exactly. There can be a connection and the request is tagged, but it's not automatic that the CX person would then know the status change that's happened with the developer team, let's say. They'd have to you know, go in and check and go into the systems and double check. It's not that email notification, the ping. So it's the level of integration and how much the activities within the respective systems are really aligned in real time. Certainly good kind of questions to ask as you're selecting a vendor to make sure it's going to be right fit for you. Yeah, exactly. And it relates to data integrations as well. It's the different levels and types because all of the platforms at some level, by and large, have some sort of data integration. But data integration can be you are manually uploading data or you are pointing to a Google spreadsheet and pulling in the data that's in one of the cells all the way through to actually there is an API or an integration with a system, let's say it's Qualtrics, that data point is feeding into a point on my journey map. And when it updates in the data system, it automatically updates in the journey map. Those are two ends of the coin in terms of the level of sophistication of data connections. So we still see, because when you start talking about more like API-driven real-time data integration, we start getting into the territory of like real-time interaction management, journey orchestration, et cetera, where we're getting like yeah. live feeds from our commerce system. Right. But are we still talking here about this is this is about visualization, this is about communication, planning, et cetera, rather than management, real-time management? It is about visualization and communication, but it's also about performance evaluation and trend analysis right. and identifying issues more real-time. So not quite journey orchestration, obviously, but being able to look through different journeys, understand different issues and have the validation of different sources of data behind that to give you this real time status effectively to inform what you're trying to do and how you're prioritizing. Right. So less less one-on-one -on -one personalization, next best experience and more. We've got a systemic problem with the checkout process right now that we need to fix. Right. So I think what I'm getting from the way you're talking about this is it's back to the word eclectic. 
it's incredibly important if you're thinking about buying one of these things or you're looking at the software market to really get very clear on the use case and what do you want to get out of it because there's a lot of overlap between a lot of different products. There really is. And it, it's both what you want to get out of it now and also, you know, in the future. Will there be a point in time in, you know, the next few years where you do want that data integration? Because that's what your ultimate aim is in terms of the, the level of activities you want to be doing and the collaboration you want to be having. But also realizing that for some of these tools, because of the, the eclectic nature of them, often organizations might have two. You know, Miro is within our customer journey mapping platform evaluation, but there are organizations that have another journey mapping platform and Miro, but Miro is much more focused across the organization as a collaboration tool. It is the space that is supporting different workshops across teams, various for whether it's agile planning or product development, not just journey mapping ideation. So there are slightly different use cases here that can feed in. So you're about to kick off another tranche of evaluative research, landscape, wave, et cetera, over the next however many months. These are a long process for us at Forrester. We'll run into 2024. I'm kind of curious by the roadmaps that you've seen for these platforms. What are you expecting to see as like the next generation as, as you start this evaluative process? Yeah, well, based on the, the last evaluation and just generally what we've seen over the past year or two, certainly a lot more focus on improving data integrations and data analytics capabilities. That was a lot of what was in roadmaps at the previous evaluation and certainly aspects and, and capabilities that CX pros want and need more of, you know, especially going back to proving the business impact, you know, looking at performance and having solid value validations and data behind decisions that are being made. So that was certainly there, you know, dashboarding as well as sharing the ability to do that analysis and then have dashboards, be able to share it at the right level of detail, depending on the different executive or, or team that you need to share that with. I'd also expect certainly with the rise of AI for at least more platforms to have AI-enabled capabilities on their roadmap, if not in beta or launched in the fledgling stages. Very cool, Michelle. Thanks for making this conversation or this topic very accessible, but also forward-thinking. Appreciate it. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. And if clients have got any questions about which platform to pick, how to think about use cases, they can find you on forrester.com or LinkedIn, I guess. Absolutely. Forrester.com, our blogs, LinkedIn. You name it. <laughs> and uh, I guess you'll be back in six months, nine months time when we've got some more to share about what we found in this research. Yeah. Sometime next Sometime year. Next year. Watch Undis space. Undisclosed. No rush. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that attitude towards deadlines, we're going to wrap. <laughs> Thank you very much. And thank you to producers Ellie and Julia, without whom none of this would happen. If you want to get in touch, email us at cxcast at forrester.com. As always, you can find us at forrester.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tune in next time for more CX Insights.